Reading from the Brihad Bhagavatam Rita, Chapter 4, Text 81. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Sri Hanuman Uvacha, Tesham Apadgana Eva, Satamasyu Susevata, Yevidhaya Prabhum Vyagram, Sadya Saggam Mayantite. See, Hanuman said, all the calamities that befell the Pandavas were most auspicious and desirable because those calamities made the personality of Godhead anxious to join the Pandavas quickly. Commentary. Whenever Krishna heard that the Pandavas were in danger, he would want to drop whatever he was doing and go at once to help them. And since the Pandavas' misfortune was auspicious, how much more auspicious was their good fortune? Krishna helped the brothers kill Jadasan and then washed the feet of everyone at Yudhisthira's Rajasuya sacrifice. So who can adequately describe the glories of the Pandavas' loving exchanges with Krishna? Before Hanuman had said that the Pandavas' troubles were not real, that they're only a show arranged by Krishna to advertise the Pandavas' steadfastness and other saintly qualities. Now Hanuman speaks differently. Even taking for granted that the calamities were real, as they seemed to ordinary eyes, those troubles brought the Pandavas the greatest Good fortune. Om Agana Timarandasya, Gananjana Shalakaya, Taksur Unmulatamyena, Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha, Shri Chaitanya Mano Bishnam, Stapitam Yena Bhutale, Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vanchakalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bayevacha Patitanam Pavane Pyo Vaishnave Pyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Srivas Adi Gaur Bhaktivrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So greetings from Govardhan. Yeah, they're having retreats now on the other side of the hill at the Govardhan Retreat Center. Uh, they had the Holy Name Retreat for, for six days, then a three-day break, and then they'll have their other retreat, mostly focused on 
Krishna Katha. And what a wonderful service Bori John Prabhu did. You can see when things happen so beyond your capabilities. I fi find that when I'm writing. Um, it's, it's just a confidence when I'm writing now after doing it for eight years. I think the ninth birthday will be January 1st. That you give yourself to a service to Krishna and you may have some abilities, but you're just the instrument. The instrument may have some proficiency, but it needs some, an agent. Krishna is the agent. And when you give yourself and surrender to Krishna, he can do marvelous things. Um, through you. So that Govardhan Retreat Center, what a facility on 25 acres. Um, view of Govardhan. There's a big hall, modern hall for maybe, I think maybe a thousand people. I was sitting in the back, even with my bad, bad hearing. The sound system was so good. I missed Wednesday's class because I had an appointment um, to see Sachinandana Swami and I went to his class. Anyway, we're in this Brihad Bhagavat Tamrita. It's the, really, I think it's the first book and the seminal book of the six Goswamis. And I think all other of their literature is really born from this inspiration. Because what's the inspiration? The inspiration is to take um, Parama Desha Antim, this supreme absolute revelation of god's full full being in reverence um to satisfy relationships of those who have reverence one's full being doesn't manifest because the intimate side of your, yourself will not have relevance to that just like I, my respected father i mean his romantic side or it doesn't have relevance to me it, it was maybe in relationship my mother another side you know so so to satisfy particular relationships different parts of your being are, are, are manifest um but here what lord chaitanya came to give and i've quoted that first many times Anarpita Charim Charat, never before given for a very long time. Anarpita Charim Charat Kunaya, Patir no Kalao, Samarpia Tum, Unatojvala Rasam. This brilliant Rasam of Ete Chamsa Kalapumsa, Krishna. To Bhagavan Swayam, Krishna himself. When someone is home, he can be himself, his full self. Krishna at home. The full revelation of Krishna. Not just at, at home, but in the, the romantic side of God. The, the full being manifest of God. 
and that's what's being given, and that's really what ultimately has been given in the Bhagavatam, but in a very, very systematic way so that you can develop a frame of reference to hear it and understand it. There's a difference between hearing something and understanding something. In other words, it's not just a sound vibration and the words. It's what they're meant to convey and you having the capacity to understand it. Like someone may speak a foreign language. If you don't, you'll hear it, but you won't understand it because you don't have that frame of reference, that capacity to actually understand it. So Sanatana Goswami has this mission. I guess I, I repeat it most of our classes. Hopefully it comes out in a different way. And it's a summary of the Bhagavatam to his mother on the last day of his life. <laughs> and it follows the, the Bhagavatam's pattern of a, a progression of service with more and more freedom and more and more intimacy. When I'm talking about freedom, if there's reference, there's certain restraints on what you can do and what you can reveal to, to satisfy those relationships. But more and more freedom until you get to the highest relationship of the relationship between Radha and Krishna or the gopis and Krishna where there's complete freedom. That's why it's called ragmarg or spontaneous devotion. Because however you feel, however you feel you can manifest without any distance, without any obligation, without any fear, without any rules, and that love is considered more powerful. And we know in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, I told you I always wanted to write an a, a article about the, the mind of God. We get this sense it's, it's time to appear. And God doesn't want to come just to Puritanaya sadhunam vanashaya to protect the devotees and kill the, the miscreants. He can... He can manifest uh, as Vishnu to do that. But he wants to come to taste this love, this spontaneous love, because it's spontaneous because Krishna comes as a coward boy. So there's no, there's no restrictions in dealing with him. If he comes as God, there's not the same freedom. And that's actually his original form. So he, he comes to give that love, to, to taste that love, and to give that love. And that's really present, and, and that's what the Bhagavatam's about. It's about that love and how to understand that love. So in, in the progressions of the devotees and these kind of same beautiful themes where we, we just hone in on devotion and we see there's no 
selfishness and there's no envy, which are the two qualities which we are born into the material world. We're born icha, dvesha, samutena, dvanva mohena bharata. We come in this world overcome with the dualities of desire and hate. Hmm. So we see in this progression of devotees as one devotee is pointing to another, they have no desire to control. In fact, that's antithetical to the consciousness they want. They want to serve, not to control. Here in this world, we want to control and we all struggle with it. The spiritual world, we want to serve. And in the material world, we're susceptible to that desire to control. So the devotee and the advanced devotee is very sensitive to things that will invoke that consciousness. Or if one does things by but if one does if one does things like manage and lead, which can invoke that consciousness, one's very sensitive. Um, one's very sensitive not to become overcome by material consciousness. For example, one may be a guru, so that may be a challenge, but he does it as a service. <laughs> you do everything as a service. But therefore, you're still, you're still cautious. You're still cautious. So the spiritual life means we're, we're very, we desire to develop that mood of service and we're very, very cautious of the things that can disturb that because we have faith in that. I said faith is trust by experience. We have experience of the taste of service. We are consciousness which reaches its fruition in service. And therefore we're conscious of, so therefore we see they don't want to be praised. Which, could, which accepted invokes a sense of superiority and the facility to control. And, and devotee doesn't want that, not just intellectually, but from his mood. He's like this, he's happy like this. Is there any service? Is there any service? Always folding the hands. Bhakti means to be available for service. And everything is done in that, that consciousness. Anukulyena, Krishna Nu, Shilana, Bhakta, Uttama. What is Uttama Bhakta? The, the prime, prime characteristic of Uttama Bhakta. Anukulyena, favorable. You're doing things that are favorable. Anukulyena Krishna Nu Anukulyena Krishna Nu Shilanam Bhakta Uttama Krishna Nu Shilanam Our activities follow the pleasure of Krishna. That type of consciousness of praise is not wanted and praise is easily given. 
Glorification is easily given. So here we have we, the recent progression is Pallad. He was he was glorified because he was always thinking of Krishna, and he pointed to Hanuman, who had that mood of service. Really had that mood of service. Sarva padi vinir muktam tatparatvena nirmalam rishikena rishikesha sevanam bhakta uttama. Sarva padi vinir muktam. Giving up all sarva upadi. Upadi are material designations. I think in, in Hindi or Sanskrit, your degrees. Your, your your degrees, MA, PhD, they're called upadis. But it's a general term, upadis. Giving up all material designations. Sarvapadi, tatvaraitvena, nirmala, rishikena, rishikena. And, and that was, uh, our senses are serving God. So, so, Hanuman is just imbued in that service. And what we had here recently is, is Hanuman pointing to the Pandavas who seem to have more freedom than him in service. Hanuman is in the mood of service, but he, he starts to glorify the, the Pandavas that that Anybody who resides in the city where the Pandavas are, anybody who resides there, gets all the fruits of tapasya. And of course, what is our tapasya? Our tapasya is despite the irrational impulses of the mind and senses, we engage in Krishna's service. And then there was an intimacy where They, it, it, the Pandavas were just, the relationship with Krishna was so very spontaneous. And, and they would serve Krishna in so many ways. And Krishna would serve them in so many ways. So Hanuman is, is just thinking, I have a mood of service, but it's if, if you want the topmost recipient, It'll be someone not only has the mood of service, but that service is intimate. That's actually the, the third principle of devotional service. Guru Seva The service should become very intimate. not just distant, but real intimate in heart. So they had that, and, 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 and Hanuman's glorifying that. And, and, and he's, he, he, he's continuing, and he's talking about their calamities. And he describes the calamities as su sevita and sat Tama. Sat is truth 
or goodness tama, like utama, tamaha, satamaha, utamaha, tamaha, the most auspicious. They're apat, guna, there are many calamities. Indeed, satama, most auspicious. And they were su, susevita, very very safe, very desirable. Because Vidhaya Prabhu, they are making the Supreme Lord um, Sangha Mayanti Thai to Sadhya very quickly associate with him. So this is this is actually it, it's a very it's 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 a beautiful point here from the Pandavas, but it's really the key to living in this miserable material world. Actually speaking, you have to change your conception of what is good from. Control to realization. I like that. I'm going to repeat it again. You have to change your conception of what is good from control to realization. What is good is not what helps you to control and enjoy the world. What is good is what gives you a realization that brings you closer to Krishna. This is there, this is Bhishma Dev's instruction to Yudhisthira on why he suffered, even though he was so good. And he said, you have to change your vision and then you'll understand that you won't be so despondent. You change your vision. That's what's coming to you is for you. It's from God. And I always mention, it's a common point, that destiny is the language of God, and this is something that I've coined. And he's telling us in various ways things about ourselves that we need to change to elevate our consciousness. And I make that point that our experience in the world should be looking back on anything that happened and connecting it to an elevation of consciousness that we had today that is so valuable to us that it was worth the price we paid to get it. I was speaking to somebody recently who was in a very difficult situation someone close to me, and very, very distressed. Very, very distressed. And because they're trying to, they're very capable, extremely capable person. But somehow or other, they can't get situated. It has to do with First, it had to do with just the country they lived in and the restrictions of the government, where you live your whole life as an outlaw. 
and then um and and I, I I was thinking and I was having a conversation with them that when I counsel people, you know, I I, I don't generally go for transcendence first because Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, he was asked, what's the relationship between Vaughn Ashram and Krishna consciousness? And he explained how being situated occupationally and socially proper he said, promotes physical, mental, and social peace. I can go into that, but it's it's a little bit off the tangent. And he said, without the without social, mental, and physical peace, then what's the question of the higher endeavor of Krishna consciousness? And that's there throughout the Bhagavatam. There's so many things of social and how to, you know, and, and we try. But in the Kali Yuga, this is what I'm seeing in the Kali Yuga. And why, why the Kali Yuga is auspicious, almost counterintuitively, what I'm seeing in the Kali Yuga is that it's so hard for people to be situated. I wrote that four pillars of of peaceful life or one article, you know, who you're gonna marry, where you're gonna live, what your occupation is, what you know, what your spiritual path is, who your teachers are. And and in a proper society, the, all these things were given to you by your parents. I mean, look back to our parents. They didn't have the same problems we have on, on who they're going to marry, where they're going to live, what their occupation is, what their religion is, or whatever it is. But I'm just seeing Kali Yuga is brutal. One way or another, if it's relationship, if it, you know, different people I know now, another person I know, another two people I know have cancer, Relationship problems. But to speak, if you're, you're you know you're you're living in the Middle East, living in Ukraine. I know people in Ukraine. Um. So Kali Yuga, it's so hard because we have so we we're having less and less control. And suffering is when things move against our attachment. And we control things to line things up with our desires. And when they don't move according to our desires, they're suffering. And the fundamental things that people didn't worry about, we have questions with. So I, I, I was telling this person that, yeah, I first... Um, go and explain, you know, social things and try to help people. I tried to help this person become situated. And I just told them, you're philosophical and it's at another platform now. It's, it's directly at the spiritual platform now. It, it's tate nukampam susamikshamano that says in the Bhagavatam, Lord Pramah's prayers, when difficulties come, you thank God and you bow your head 
and therefore you get the kingdom of God. And the way this works is because the whole system, the material world, it, it, it's create, it's it's the collective, you know, it's 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 based on our false ego, our desire to control and enjoy. That's the problem. We try to become so socially and physically and all these things peaceful is important. So, but 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 why is it important? Not to not to enjoy, but to be peaceful so that we can realize God. So I'm I was telling the person, you know, Bhaktivinoda Course said that what is the question of Krishna consciousness, but for some people. That is their Krishna consciousness. Destiny. God is coming to one for one. And then I quoted to, to this person something from the, the Bhakti Sandarbha. And to encourage them that as, as, as Hanuman is saying to the Pandavas, that there is some mercy in our difficulties. And I, I, I quoted something from the introduction to the Bhakti Sandarbha, which I loved. Devotion in the form of kirtan is unlimitedly merciful to those devoid of a sense of false prestige. And it says, therefore, the demigods are lining up to take birth in Kali Yuga. For that reason, that... Kali Yuga is designed to give up the false ego. Because when things move beyond our control and we can recognize that and it forces us to, to lose our desire for that control, to change our vision of happiness from destiny to free will not what happens to us that's not our happiness how we react is our happiness then it, it becomes favorable to them because that's the whole idea if you can lift the veil of false ego from the consciousness then you can feel the energy of God's love directly and feel that connection and then I told the person, I didn't tell the person, but now I'm thinking I could have told the person about this story. I could have told the person about this story. I told it many times of this saintly lady, Mother Gori, who, who gave everything to Prabhupada. I was amazed today. I was watching a... Um, A, uh, a video of Prabhupada preaching in Latrobe University in Melbourne when the Christians and the communists disrupted his lecture. When he started his lecture, they started banging drums and playing music. And then um, there was questions... <laughs> 
and you know they're interrupting Prabhupada's. So Madhavisa, who is the leader, he just took the mic and started answering the questions. <laughs> and <laughs> it was so impressive. It was so impressive. I was impressed when I first came to the San Francisco temple in 1970, and he was the temple president. He was called the emperor of Kirtan. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And we went out on Kirtan. And so charismatic. But by the way, Jai Dwayne March wrote a book, uh, Kirtan Standards. And, and just remembering those, the, and everyone would chant that simple melody that had so much potency. But anyway, this Mother Gauri, she was cultured, educated person, gave her life to Prabhupada, died in Vrindavan. And she was, I was in the room, she requested to be on the floor. And I, I told the story when the Ayurvedic doctor came and said, you have one hour left to live, disease is finished. And what he meant is he can understand. It's also Prabhupada's Ayurvedic doctor, Naratam. His sons in Vrindavan now, Lila Dargupta. Um, disease is finished. Even though, you know, so the, you know, it was spiritual. Because what's disease? It's the false ego. And that false ego, it attaches yourself to the body. And the suffering is happening in something that's really external to ourselves, which we identify, which is the body which undergoes vakara, not the soul. By the false ego, you so, and I've seen this when people are dying in Vrindavan and I'm there and they're trying miracle cures and they think they're going to go. But once they accept that this is Krishna's will and therefore if God is moving the world this way, then I serve this way and they give up the false ego and then everything is finished. There's no more attachment to the body. So this is a, a different vision, and it's a challenge. But we have to understand that that's what the world is doing. It's it, it, When you have a terminal disease, then what it is actually is God just yelling in a loud voice, you're not the controller, you're not the controller. And that's what he's yelling to us all the time. We all know, Tamal Krishnamars told me, we think in the future things will get better. They only get worse. We know. We know that God is telling us again and again and again, we're not the controller. We're not the controller. We're not the controller. And we think, well, if there was a God, why wouldn't he line up everything according to my desires? Because it wouldn't be good for our conscience, or it could be if it would if it was good for our consciousness, he would do it. And sometimes he does it, 
When God is merciful, he takes away or he gives. Generally, he takes away. Because then you have a better sense. First of all, you, if you're spiritual, then you shift your, your strategy for happiness from controlling the world to serving it, from your destiny to your free will. And you, you, it's better for the elevation of consciousness. If everything goes your way, then you really become attached and you become fearful because it's going to be taken away. Anyway, all the calamities were most auspicious and desirable because they made Krishna come quickly. So what was it? There was need. Need attracts mercy. The consciousness of need, the expression of need, the humility of need. It attracts mercy because people who are merciful and kind, they're drawn to help people who are receptive and in need. So this is also the material world, trying to bring us to that consciousness of humility and dependence. I had that realization that I'm writing about it. You'll read about it tomorrow, your time. You'll read about it tomorrow. But my realization here is, you know, chanting a lot, waking up early, and came by walking. And I reflected on the mercy I got from Purushottamamas. I haven't done that. And I came back to India for that. Purushottamamas month and then doing Kartik. And uh, you know, I got something. And I, I was kind of chanting and feeling kind of happy that, wow, I got, I got some taste here. Chanting is not difficult. I can chant a lot. Not a strain. This was mercy. And then I thought, well, this came by mercy because you, you don't, it's like you don't perceive it's, it's just boom. All of a sudden, wow, there's a change. Nothing was there, now something is there. Or not nothing was there, but something's there that wasn't there before. Wow. And then I started thinking of my next step in devotion and, and my next level of chanting. And I was thinking, this is impossible to attain. But then I got hope. It's possible by mercy. And how do you get mercy? You attract mercy by humility. And real humility is begging. And that's our sadhana. At every stage, at every stage of our advancement, we should look at the next level and want to get there and feel it's impossible by our own power. But it's possible by the mercy of God. And this is actually... One, it's like an advanced symptom. It's called ashabanda. Your hope has no bound. Prabhupada translates hope against hope. Your hope has no, no ashabanda. Your hope cannot be tied. 
And, and why can it not be tied? Why can it not be bound? Because in your faith of the glory of God, and one of the glories of God is his mercy. So we can achieve anything by God's mercy. So we feel that way. And we say, I have no qualities. I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. But still I hope. <laughs> because God has this. So Hanuman is saying, they really got mercy. Because the difficulty they underwent was just the price they were paying for the for, for, for the association of Christian. Hanuman is saying that in the heart because he values Ramachandra so much. He values Ramachandra so much. But he's separated from Ram. He would do anything. He would pay any price. It's painful. You may pay a lot of money for something, but if, if it's worth it, then there's not pain. So we undergo difficulty, et cetera. But if it's for something of value, then it's not pain. So he's saying these calamities are not pain. They're pain, but they're not pain. Because it's the consciousness that they're attracting Krishna. 82. Are prema paradina vichara chara varjita O Pandavas, pure love has subdued you. Ignoring discrimination and etiquette, you engage my Lord as your messenger and charioteer. Commentary in his trance of Kirtana ecstasy, Hanuman addressed the Pandavas as if they were present before him. He is astounded at, at their behavior with Krishna, violating the proprieties that forbid servants from giving orders to their master. The Pandavas failed even to give He failed even to consider that menial services like carrying messages are not tasks in which to engage Krishna, the supreme personality of Godhead, the Lord of the entire universe, the supervisor of Brahma, and all the demigods. The Supreme Lord submits to such treatment only with his dearest devotees. So in, in a very kind of unusual way um, in a very unusual way the the devotee conquering Krishna we had this before is a source of ecstasy because what's the conquer of Krishna? The conquer of Krishna is you have loved Krishna so much 
that Krishna is responsive and he develops this strong desire to serve you. So Krishna becomes your servant in the sense that he begins to follow your desires. What, what, is, what is a master and what is a servant? A master is if the servant follows his desires. But Krishna, he's Bhaktavatsala. He loves the devotees so much that he wants to follow their desires. He wants to follow their desires and, 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 and therefore, in this very advanced devotion, they become very ecstatic <laughs> because Krishna's acquiescence to serving them um, just shows how much he's bound by their love. And Prema Bhakti, one of the qualities is Sri Krishna Karshana. One even attracts Krishna at the level of Prema. Sri Krishna Karshana. Nunam re pandava mantram ashaudam bhakta kinchana Lakotaram Vijani Dwe Maha Moham Maha Mohana Mohanam Ah, you Pandavas must know some transcendental herb or mantra that you can enchant the most powerful enchanter. Maha Mohan, the most powerful chanter, Mohan. So Krishna is known as Madan, uh, Radharani is known as Madan, Mohan, Mohini. Madan, Mohan, Madan means Cupid. Krishna is the bewilderer of Cupid. And Radharani is the bewilderer of the bewilderer of Cupid. So same thing with Pandavas. How do you do this? Krishna is bewildering everyone and you're enchanting him. Commentary, because the Pandavas are under the sway of Prema, they can be excused for transgressing reason and etiquette. But why does the personality of Godhead agree to deal with, to be dealt with lightly? Hanuman surmises that the brothers must know some magic that can hypnotize the Lord. Krishna is the supreme magician, the enchanter of everyone else. So who can enchant him must be extraordinary. No such magic herb or mantra is to be found anywhere in this world. The real identity of this magic will be revealed by Hanuman in text 85. Krishna is enchanted only by the perfect love of his intimate devotees. Prichit Maharaj said, O mother, O celebrated wife of the son of Pandavas. After Hanuman said this, he repeatedly jumped up into the air, higher and higher, joining this sage Narada in dancing. He then continued to speak. O master of all masters, you are conquered by your great affection for your devotees. This is how you attract their hearts. Okay, if Chumunajaya is still there, you can start off by sharing something.
Okay, should anybody else like to just say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Well, this was, I know, somehow uh, like a very inspiring class, even though, you know, it's like things that you say all the time just felt more like my own today, you know? Like when you were saying that, um, you know, happiness, I mean, paraphrasing, happiness is realization that makes you feel closer to Krishna, you know, as opposed to, you know, like getting what you want, you know? And, and, and therefore, you know, it makes it more conceivable that happiness is possible even in the face of material distress, you know, which seems like counterintuitive, you know? So yeah. in the midst of, yeah, you can, it's, it's really, you know, realization really is such a kick, you know? It's a beautiful point. And it's the only way to describe this world with any hope. Yeah, and, and also, you know, just, you, you know, the also paraphrasing something you often say, which really, I really always appreciate, is that, you know, if you're always getting your way, right, you know, it reinforces actually misidentification with the mind and the body, you know? And, yeah. and, it, re and it reinforces that misconception that, um, happiness is in your circumstances rather than in your consciousness. So in this way, it's really not a plus to be always getting your way because it's, it's reinforcing the wrong conception. Exactly, exactly. And what to speak, if everything goes your way, you become attached to it and more fearful of losing your situation. Yes, 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 you know. So, yeah, I mean, please, you know, I mean, not that I'm encouraging you to to wish um, calamities upon me, but I really want to, you know, have this go in into my heart and not just, you know, theoretical. It's the whole challenge. It's the whole challenge of the world. Yeah. It, it's, that's our whole challenge. I just wonder it, how to really, how to, pray. Uh -huh. to give up that false ego is the challenge, and the whole world is working for that. And because the false ego is control, which is antithetical to our consciousness, but it's the thing that causes us on the superficial level the most pain when we lose it. We sometimes can't understand that's mercy. But how to how to pray for this kind of happiness without, you know, being impeded by fear of like incurring calamities upon yourself? You know what I'm trying to say? Well, you know, it's because I don't want Krishna you know, to. Yeah, you know, people our age, my age, maybe not your age. <laughs> We, we had a good run in life, you know? We weren't in any major wars. We were in times of prosperity, you know, and stability. We can't say that for the generation that's coming up. Um, but, of course, still so many things didn't go our way. 
and caused us pain. Every one of us, you know, went through so many trials, tribulations. But when you look back and you see as a devotee, the realizations they gave, you start to more and more see world in that way, as the Epithetus, the famous Stoic said, happiness and distress, slander and pain, slander and praise, health and sickness, it all comes from God. <laughs> so why should we care? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my I, God. I, 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 you know, I'm having a good run right now, knock on wood, but I'm really fearful I'm going to be a, attached to this peacefulness, you know? And, yeah. and you know, and, and Narada and, and Krishna wouldn't let Narada Muni stay there because it was also an attachment. Mm -hmm. He said, he said, you can't see me because of this. You can't see me because it, 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 it's still passion. Anyway, this Bhaktivinoda course said it all. This temporary material world is full of suffering. Take shelter of the holy name of Krishna as your only business. Yeah. Well, it sounds good, Maharaj. I'm still scared, but it sounds good. We're all scared. <laughs> That's the nature of the world. Okay. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Gurudev. Jai Shri Radhe. Hare Bo. Thank you so much for your class. And I, my realization is you always saying about Tamal Krishna, Goswami is worse that everything just gets worse in the future. But it's very important for me to have some positive perspective of the future. And I just realized that it gets worse in the future only in the material way, but in the spiritual way, if you really practice in steadily and if it's your goal to, you know, attain some closeness in the relationship with Krishna, it gets only better. No, it, it does, because what happens is when we're older, we have more wisdom. And it's so much easier to live in the world with wisdom. And it doesn't matter what you have when you're in ignorance. It's all terrible and suffering and angry and frustrated and fearful. So I see now, I've went through so many things, I have more wisdom. And uh, it's so, yeah, it makes, it's all relative, the external world, but it it makes the external world better. Because it, it, it's not just how it, when he says it gets worse, he does mean on the material platform, because there's old age, there's, you know, death, and, and so many things like that. That's what he meant. But actually, you can become much more happy. Because it's all in the mind. Thanks. That's a nice clarification, Jai Shirati. Thank you. Thank you. Brother. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. It's Ishwari. Okay. I was going to say Isabel. It's so hard to get used to the new name. Okay. Yeah, to add to what you were just saying, um, um, on Friday, it was uh, my birthday. Um, and I was at work and they had a celebration, a lunch celebration in general for the whole office, but celebrated um, my birthday in, in that. And I was asked to say something just, you know, for my birthday. And I said, I have to say that with every year, I'm a little happier, even when faced with adversity. I had to add that because life is still life. And everybody just looked at me and like, how do you do that? And I said, I choose to do that. 
And basically it's wisdom. It's the same thing. So it's funny that you were just saying that because that was my... Yeah. And by the way, anybody uh, would like to come, we're going to have a retreat in Kali in April. Okay. Okay. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. So great to hear from you. Yeah, great to hear from you, Tota. Yes. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, it's Yvette. Just um, thank you for class. It was Who, wonderful. Who's this? Yvette. Oh, Yvette. Okay, thank you for being on. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Good. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Krishnamrita. Thank you so much for the class. And I love that we attract mercy by humility and begging and begging. Thank you. Nice point. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being on the class. Good. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. This is Brother Radhe. Hey, Brother Radhe. Hari Bo. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Wow. Nice to hear from you. When I come back, I'll have to visit again your beautiful new home. <laughs> Thank you, Mother. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Garage, it's Lokavinda. And Braja, thank, thank you for you class. Hare Bo. Hare Bo. Greetings from Govardhan. I <laughs> I head into I head into Vrindavan tomorrow. Uh, there's two groups. I'll take him for Braj Rotis. Mm -hmm. Then uh, I'll do a few things. I, I, I don't like to leave here too much because I don't even like to leave my room. It's so nice here. <laughs> now, actually, I, I, so many people were here. So many people were here. And I have my little ashram in it. And now, for the last few days, I'm here alone. Mm -hmm. I'm here alone with my with my my butter from Ramesh Baba's Doshala. <laughs> this this Madhava Mishra, you know, this this grandson of Prabhupada's first disciple and the uh a tantric, a good tantric. Hmm. He's like it's like the movies when he comes, but he loves me so much that he, he goes all the way to Barsana. And he brings me, like, it's literally this much of pure butter <laughs> from, from Mesh Baba's Goshala. And then I'm trying to figure out, I'm leaving in a week. How am I going to eat all this? <laughs> but luckily, luckily, Jai's next door, so I sent him a message. Take as, <laughs> take as much as you want. And then the next day I came and it was all gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I mean when i say take as much as you want I, you know it's a, but actually i thought this is impossible how can someone eat so much butter i guess you know he, he likes his butter and bread but he actually <laughs> left butter in his room that was it <laughs> okay haribo anybody Bob. else say hello hey krishna we're missing you here wow well I guess, what is it? Two months I'll be back. Yeah, about two months. Yeah. Okay, Haribo. Anybody Hi, else? Hi, 
I'll call you in a half hour, Joe. Yeah, okay. I got your email. Okay. Thank you for okay. coming. That's not Utah, is it? No. Still Brooklyn. No, yeah, it's Brooklyn. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for class. You're such a sadhu. I just want to drag you out of Albany. Uh, hopefully soon. In, Krishna's put mercy. You little, put you in a little cave in Govardhan. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Just, you'd, you'd be great. You'd be great. Okay. Hi, Bo. Nice. Anybody else say hello? Hi, Krishna Gumaraj. It's Kishori. Kishori. Hi, Bo. Is that your apartment? It is. It's a big living room, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very nice. Okay. And there's a fireplace? No. Mm -mm. That's just okay. the window behind me. Okay. 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 Hi, Bo. Great to see you. See you too. Okay. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Mars, Surya Radhika, yeah. Thanks for the class. This was wonderful. Oh, Surya Radhika, Haribo. Everything's okay? Yeah, everything's fine. Thank you, Mars. Any luck with visa to... Mm -mm. The appointment is just in a year, so... <laughs> yeah, you get, it takes one year to get an appointment? Yes. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, if we're biking three years, then we could just uh, get call them and get an earlier one. So we say one year. One year. Okay. Not one year is not that long. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Thank you, Mark. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Thank you. Thank you very Amala, Hare Krishna. Good to see you. Okay. Haribo. Okay. All right. I'm going to head out now. And Brandy, after we shut, just give me a call. All right. Panchakalpa to Rubia Stalker, Pissin, Dubi, Bishop.